Welcome to Bleacher Breaker Presents Let It Fly with Scott Croker and John Lou. Every show, one of our hosts is drunk and the other is just an asshole. We'll let you decide. Hey, Scott. Happy week two. Week two. Uh, week two of football. Week um, two. We're currently in an undisclosed location watching um, Andrew <laughs> Luck suck it up. We're watching the great shootout that is Seattle and L.A. Oh, what a and, shootout. And we're watching our San Francisco Giants just suck it up because, well, you know, that's what they've been doing the last two months. Giants baseball torture. So, uh, Scott, uh, we're going to start a new segment as long as it keeps going, but our new segment is my survivor pool at work. Currently, hey, I Tell have, me about your survivor pool at work, John. So, I, I'm currently... I, I've won two weeks in a row. Uh, last week, I chose the Kansas City Chiefs. Thankfully, there was some miracle <laughs> that had happened. Uh, rest in Captain peace. Captain Comeback. Well, rest in peace, Keenan Allen's ACL, because definitely I think that was the turning point in that. And then this week, I chose Carolina because, well... Why wouldn't you choose a 13.5% or point favorite over our lowly 49ers? Now, do you have to beat the spread, or it's just the winner? No, it's just pick the winner. So so every week, as long as I'm in the survivor pool at work, uh, I'm going to choose three games that I am thinking about choosing. Scott is going to choose one, and then we'll figure it out, uh, and then I'll make my pick. And that may or may not change, but I'll update you guys every week about... um, Thank you, Scott, for drinking your Templeton whiskey. I appreciate it. Get get more drunk, please. So my three I games. I two fucking ciders. Yeah, Fuck all right. You. All right, my three games this week. Uh, Detroit at Green Bay. I'd pick Green Bay. Uh, Pittsburgh at Philadelphia. I would pit. I would pick uh, Pittsburgh. And Oakland at Tennessee. I would choose Oakland. Scott, which ones? Uh, where would you go? And how well do you think this goes? All right. Well, let's see if we match up. I just wrote down three teams just at a chance, um, to see. I would go Steelers over the Eagles because Carson Wentz is going to get some rookie bruises here real soon, maybe tomorrow night, but probably not against the Bears. Uh, Well, I just don't think that Philadelphia can stop the train that is the uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. And D'Angelo Williams with those pink hair? Yeah, sure, sure, whatever it may be, but I I just think Pittsburgh's too much of a juggernaut offensively. Defensively, I think they're all right, but I think offensively they're just rolling right now. Then I have the Raiders over the Titans. Oh, look at that. So we are two for two. Um, hopefully, I mean, Oakland, as we are speaking, are playing, and maybe they're not doing so. I, I think Julio Jones has scored a touchdown. Oakland is playing. They're playing the Falcons. And I, I think Julio scored a touchdown, so I think they're trailing in this game. Maybe we can throw it on the TV. Um, and then, wait, my third one that I wrote down was the Panthers over the Vikings, because until but, uh, Teddy Bridgewater comes back, I have no fucking faith but in here's the thing, Scott. Bradford. But in my, Sim survi- Bradford. in my Survivor League, I cannot pick the same team twice. And already picking oh, Carolina, pick this, week. this is why I cannot choose them again. All right. And so I've chosen Detroit, who... You pay more attention to your Survivor pool than I pay to it. So, I mean, out of my three picks, with Detroit, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Philly, Oakland, Tennessee, who do you think is the best bet? That will probably get me another victory into week four. Oh, I think the Steelers. I would. It's a very. Next week's a very, like, weirdly just even week again. It's been a very balanced NFL schedule so far this year, which makes survivor pools really difficult. But I think the Steelers should maybe not just, like, destroy the Eagles like Ben Roethlisberger likes to do to certain genders and certain gender specific rest areas, but. 
Okay, oddly specific. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to, but oddly specific. I don't think Carson Wentz beats Big Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, There's going to be points where Carson Wentz gets his rookie bruises. He's not going to beat a team that is one of the top five Super Bowl contenders this season. So out of those three picks that I've made, I, I think I would rate Pittsburgh over Philly my number one choice, and it's probably what I'm going to pick. I think Detroit at Green Bay, I think that's going to be hard. It's not cold enough yet, but I, I think Detroit didn't really show me a lot this morning. And then Oakland at Tennessee. I mean, Oakland is kind of a crapshoot right now. Jack Del Rio is kind of a, you know, I don't know where it's going to go. I mean, they're all offense and no defense right now. So, I mean... And if I'm to do that, I'm going to pick the well-oiled machine that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, I mean, that that brings me to my next thing, Scott. Um, it's week two. Let's overreact. Let's overreact. Who's getting fired? Oh, man. Well, Rex Ryan should probably be fired right now. Rex Ryan should have been fired last season. But for some <laughs> reason, I think his great hire of a brother saved him. But oh. I don't know why. And then fire the scapegoat who turned you into a top ten offensive team. And just say, oh... We lost in a blowout. Must be the offense's fault. All right. Sorry, Greg Roman. I didn't like you as a 49ers offensive coordinator, but I realize now that was much more the Harbaugh game plan than the Greg Roman game plan. Greg Roman did a pretty good job in Buffalo and did not deserve to get scapegoated. But to be fair, most of their 31 points were off one play, big play, like air them out to to yeah they had over they had over 100 yards on two plays exactly so that may be an issue of the offense just getting tired out the defense but i don't think greg roman was in fact the problem i don't agree with a lot of gives up 37 points your offense isn't the fucking problem your offense might contribute to it as we saw in the 49ers game today but and as we see with any chip kelly offense and defense relationship but your offense is rarely going to be the reason you almost let a team score 40 points on you. I mean, okay, so my, my next coach that... I, so we both are in agreement Rex Ryan should be fired. I think the next coach that should be fired is either Jeff Fisher or Mike McCoy. I mean, who's who's more likely to be fired in your... Is it some 7-9 bullshit? Or is it just <laughs> the collapse that happens every year and let's try to fucking move this thing to San Antonio or L.A.? Well, I mean, depending how this Rams-Seahawks game goes that we're watching right now... I'd want to say Fisher. He's just, he's been an embarrassment in St. Louis and now LA. But he just got a contract extension, we hear. He just got a contract extension that no one heard about. I didn't even know he had a got, a got a contract extension today until some guy at the bar told us that he got a contract extension. But when you're the king of mediocrity, five years is enough. And I get that you keep him with you at least another season because the team just moved to LA and he's moved with the team before when the Oilers moved to Tennessee and became the Titans. But when you're so staunch that Case Keenum is going to save the franchise and over your number save, one draft pick, save your seven and nine bullshit, like Fisher's got to be on like a four or five game leash here. I mean, I, I, I want to agree with you in the fact that, but I, I don't know. I, I think they like, they're like, oh, you know, he was the one that moved the Oilers to Tennessee, so he knows what this is all about. It's a rough transition, so I feel like he gets one more year, which is kind of fucking stupid, in my opinion. I mean, that's what I feel about Mike McCoy. I think, really, as long as Philip Rivers is there, if he wants Mike McCoy there, McCoy will probably stay there, just because Philip Rivers could bail on San Diego at any time and pull up Peyton Manning and get a big contract and probably lead a team to the playoffs, if not the Super Bowl. He's been hampered by awful fucking defenses in San Diego. 
All right, well, I'm going to throw out two more names for you, Scott. Uh, your boy Gus Bradley in the Jacksonville Jaguars. You think he was should have been fired two years ago. Oh, yeah. And um, the guy that got cancer, that they should have hired Bruce Arians, but they didn't, and the pill popper just keeps having this guy in, Chuck Pagano. These are my two other candidates that I think they should get fired. There's no reason why Andrew Luck sucks this much and why you can't just build a fucking offensive line for him. I don't understand that. Um, you know, I, I think... I, I think a long shot to get fired, maybe Jack Del Rio. No, I don't think Del Rio. All right. I think a long shot to get fired would be Dan Quinn. Brought in, much like Gus Bradley was brought into Jacksonville to fix the defense, Gus Bradley's built an offense in Jacksonville, but has failed to build any kind of competent defense. Dan Quinn, is this his third year or his second year? I think, I think it's his second, second year. year. In his second year... Is the defense in Atlanta going to get better? Because Matt Ryan has definitely regressed. Matt Ryan is still very much a starter-quality quarterback, but Matt Ryan has not played like a franchise quarterback the last two years. And lastly, who we all want to get fired but probably won't, but was a terrible hire, Mike Malarkey. What the fuck? <laughs> how, how do you have a job, man? Who's in, who's in that management room in Tennessee and is like, hey, we need a new coach because Mike Munchak was a fucking idiot. Yeah. Who's the next best choice? Yeah. Uh, Mike Malarkey? Yeah, let's go Mike Malarkey. Is he, like, even in a top 20? No, absolutely not. I mean, you know, we, we might be shitty as Niner fans, but at least we have a decent head coach in Chip Kelly. I, I think he's installed a lot. I, I, I think Chip Kelly should have went to Tennessee and reunited with Mariota, but for some reason they decided not to go yeah. after him. I mean, I think Tennessee wanted to do the same thing that Tampa Bay did, with, Continuity. with Dirk Cutter, with your quarterback you drafted. But Tampa Bay shouldn't have fired Lovey Smith to begin with, just like he shouldn't have been fired in fucking Chicago. Yeah, true. Um, and it was complete BS, essentially. They didn't want Dirk Cutter to leave, so they fired their head coach to promote their offensive coordinator. But I think Tennessee is a very similar situation. You have a very young quarterback entering his second year. You don't want to throw an entirely new, just like, kitchen at him. Okay. I like it. And we're, we're going to transition to our, our next segment, which kind of, like, is hand-in-hand hand with this. We were at a bar watching a lot of games. The, this week, there's a lot of close games. Some of them were blowouts that eventually got closer. But this is going to start with baseball, and then we're going to go to football and other sports. But, Scott, if you are just a sports fan, do you rather would you rather watch a defensive battle or an offensive juggernaut just kind of run through each other? I mean, I think it depends what you watch specific sports for and we'll get into that and i'll give my opinions but john and i will probably agree on most of these so we're not going to go back and forth but i'm going to ask john what he prefers in each sport because I, right. th I do think it's sport to sport some sports it you is. might understand defense better so you enjoy the artistry of defense and those are the games you want to watch okay um so baseball pitcher's duel or slugfest i mean personally for me i i enjoy pitcher's duel i like you know, National League pure baseball, um, not a lot of fucking hitting, and you know it, it's centered mostly around the pitchers. I know a lot of better, pi a lot of if good situational hitting, which the Giants can't do for tits right now. They can't. But if you're if you're to look at you know the better pitchers, some of them are in the AL, which is fine. But I mean, I, I think the DH is bullshit. I don't think it really helps. I think Parks definitely. I think it helps. kills strategy. I, yeah, and so you know, I, I definitely think that you should you know. 
play defense and baseball is about but you know if i'm the casual fan you know i want to see the long ball you know because chicks yeah. do the long ball so why not i mean the home runs are exciting but i'm like you i like a pitcher's duel with good situational hitting the giants are falling apart right now because well their bullpen is just an implosion of awful yeah but well. they have also spent the entire second half of the season failing to situationally hit and they haven't appeared to make any adjustments scott let's but, not get but, into this because this could be well. very passionate okay. on your part okay okay Football, do you prefer a defensive game, a shootout, a blowout, or a penalty fuck fest? Um, well, you know, I don't think anybody enjoys a penalty <laughs> fuck fest. Um, honestly, I don't so know. So no one's going to enjoy Rams games because they're one of the most penalized teams in the NFL. Well, a lot of, lot of yeah, sure. Aside from their general suckage. Yeah. I digress. You know, seven or nine bullshit. My favorite, my favorite catchphrase <laughs> this season is seven or nine bullshit, which seems to be happening all the time for one Jeff Fisher. Um, honestly, I don't know. Um, I don't like watching blowouts because I think it get really boring unless the team starts to come back like a la the Kansas City Chiefs last yeah. week. I mean, I or can't... it's your team. I think if your team builds a comfortable lead, that can be fun, especially in a rough season. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah, but you know, I, I think offensive battles are generally you know something nice. But I, I think I would like to see something competitive. Yeah. I don't think for football, I actually have. One, you know, where it's a six to three defensive game or like, you know, a 37 to 34 shootout, you know, or it's 41 to zero. I, I think I just want a competitive game that comes down to execution and who can do, you know, the X's and O's the best. Yeah. And I agree to a degree. I think I prefer an aggressive game. So it can end up being a shootout or it can end up being a turnover fest. A mix of both is good, but I like to see... The sides of the ball play well. A really good defensive play, it becomes a turnover. Like, I'll get up and cheer for that. Or if both offenses are just outplaying either defenses, I'll cheer for that. I like to see an aggressive, well-executed game. I, I, I agree with you, so I think we're both against the penalty fuckfest that you, <laughs> you, you seem to love. Um, we'll, we'll I call like fuckfest. What's wrong with we'll that? We'll call it the 7-9 bullshit fuckfest. All right, the 7-9 bullshit fuckfest. Basketball. Okay. Yes. And you might have to explain some of these terms. Sure. Um, do you prefer a run-and-gun game, a grinded-out game, or a Draymond hand game? Oh, <laughs> well, I do really enjoy <laughs> Draymond hand games. I mean, anytime someone gets punched in the dick, I, I'm all for it. You know, Draymond's go-to move. Yeah, fuck it. Um... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I think, again, I'd like a... Well, so what's the difference? Because I don't necessarily know so, the description of basketball by those terms, and a lot of casual people listening and might not. All right, so if you were to take a team, uh, you want to think about, say, Phoenix Suns a la Steve Nash, where basically all offense, no defense, and the only reason we're going to beat you is because we can score more points than you. Uh, if you want to think of the grinded out, this is your Memphis Grizzlies. These are your San Antonio Spurs who kind of, you know, take possessions all the way down and uh, will score points here and there. But mostly their defense is going to suffocate you. And by playing hard nosed defense and turnovers, they're winning, you know, and this is the Pistons when they beat the Lakers um, that it, it's just grinded out really hard. Um, so honestly, I, I think personally, I prefer watching run and gun. Um, that That's the way I guess I've been a fan for most of basketball, you know, with run TMC when I was a kid. So now, the Warriors are making their living right now. Yeah, the Warriors. But the Warriors still play defense, and that's a thing. And so Defense uh, wins championships. And, and, you know, grinded out games are good. I enjoy great good X's and O's myself. But if it's going to be, you know, the fuck fest that used to be the uh, – 
Indiana Pacers versus Detroit Pistons where it was 67 to 64. Yeah, that's not basketball. That's you trying to run out the clock. Oh. And Seabass misses. Janikowski. Okay, so to close out basketball, just to sort of simplify the idea of offense versus defense, running gun versus grind out basketball, do you prefer a basketball game where both teams score between 100 to 110 or between 90 to 99? Both teams. Because obviously close games are always more exciting to watch. Um... I don't think the score matters. What I definitely think matters is, you know, are they executing or is this just a turnover fest and just fucking ugly basketball? Because nobody wa- likes watching ugly sports. But if both teams are executing, like, I'm fine with it going above 100 points. Like, I, I just don't want it to be super sloppy. All right. One last... Or no, two, two more sports. Sorry, because there's four major American sports. Is it really American? Well, there's four major sports in the United States plus... A fifth one that so, seems to get closer every four years. So but we're going to talk about golf, right? Because no. because definitely <laughs> or fucking tennis. Soccer is European and hockey is Canadian. <laughs> okay. So hockey I don't know. Is the next one now. When you're watching hockey, and I watch hockey very casually. It's not my favorite of the sports, but I also haven't been to a game, and I really want to go to a game, which is where I hear you really get into hockey. It's a true spectator sport and not a television sport. Okay. But hockey, uh, a shootout. A defensive battle, a finesse game, or a fuck you hard game throwing you into the glass? Um, I, I definitely, um, I like where people are physical in hockey. I'm not going to say that I'm the hockey connoisseur, <laughs> um, but I do like a physical game because hockey is built on that, right? And the reason why hockey separates itself from most other sports is because it can be so physical. They keep statistics for fights. Yes, um, but then they also <laughs> penalize fights because they're trying to get rid of it. So there's kind of, you know, a a little bit of both. Um, Where I feel that um, hockey is good is the fact that there's a lot of tenseness to it. Uh, Unlike, you know, baseball that's zero to one, it could be just clear domination. Uh, I I just think that hockey is, you know, at any point in time, anyone can score. So I always want close games in any sport. Um, But I I think hockey is probably my exception to having a Owen you know, a 1-0 to zero game, a 2 nothing game, 2-1 game, because of how physical it can be and just how hard hockey is to play. I definitely think hockey is probably one of the most difficult sports to, in fact, play. All right, and finally, soccer. Much like hockey with soccer, do you prefer a high-scoring game, a defensive game, a hug-it-out friendly, or, like, a high-emotion international Zidane's headbutting someone because fuck you game? Um, I'm going to go a different route. I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy ties because why not? You know, that's the only thing I haven't chosen. I love ties. I love it when both sides win. Um, honestly, I, I think that, um, you know, a lot of the soccer games that I have watched um, the more interesting ones are not the ones that end in 90 minutes, but the ones that do go into overtime. Uh, I don't like the golden goal, the golden goal rule. Uh, First one to score wins. I, yes, yeah. uh, I know sometimes they do have that, but I, you know, I also like it when it goes to shootouts because then now it's just sheer execution and watching goalies actually block shots and influence the game is pretty cool. So honestly, uh, I'm gonna have to say that I enjoy watching it tie, and then go to shootouts and then someone win in a shootout. All right. So then we got, we're running pretty good on time. So this is something we sort of talked about doing, but we sort of forgot once we got into planning the episode. Now we'll talk about how do we fix some of these sports, specifically some of these slower sports, because we live in the United States. We love our fast paced sports or our high scoring sports, because guess what, America? Football's not fast paced, it's high scoring, but 
the games take three and a half to four hours. It's okay. just high scoring. So we're talking about like the low scoring sports that Americans consider boring. So baseball and baseball is making a huge effort right now to quicken the pace of the game. So and they're doing that with a pitch clock. They're doing that with once the batter's in the box, they can't leave the box and they haven't enforced any real rules or penalties. But these are things they're trying to do to increase the speed of the game. So how do you fix baseball? I, I take I take a page out of soccer. What I do is limit the number of substitutions that you can put into a game. That you can only use four pitchers or three pitchers. Or you can use two pitchers and a sub. There's a s standard number of substitutions that you can make because that makes it go a lot quicker. If your pitcher is just getting shelled, you have to think, do I want to give up someone that may be able to save this and there's a lot more strategy involved rather than pitching change pitching change pitching change because the thing that i hate in baseball is the loogie that this dude comes in for one pitcher because you have to wait 10 minutes for this guy to warm up then he comes in throws out the out and then all of a sudden someone else has to do the same thing i think that's bullshit right yeah you have to be strategic there's not a lot of strat there is some strategy in baseball but how do you make it more strategic and i think it's limiting the number of substitutions that you can make in a game yeah i also think that you should ins you should put in some sort of timeout rule where like every sport has timeouts except for soccer but essentially to limit coaching visits to the mound like the catcher shouldn't be able to come out then a pitch later the pitching coach comes out i think the only real rule they have in place is if a manager comes out twice then the pitcher has to be removed from the game, but they need to make the manager's meeting more like a timeout where you have three of these a game unless you're taking a pitcher out. And in the same regard, something that will never happen, but I think would help, would actually be decreasing the number of games. 162 yes. is just too many for the modern American audience. Yes, agreed. Um, I think cutting it down to 120, which is a number I've heard thrown around before, you, you can even I think cut 120 down, would be a good number. You can even cut down innings as well, but then yeah. that change, that makes it a lot fat, more fast-paced. Yeah. Uh, but then again, your records get really skewed if you do that as well. Um, another thing that, you know, I, I think that you should do is just like, just make sure that, you know, people are ready to go right away because it seems like people have walk-up music really slow. And it's just <laughs> like, come on, like, let's get the yeah. shit on the road because if not, it's just really like, God, this sucks. Yeah. All right. So then we'll only talk about one other sport. Um, we'll talk about soccer because that's the other sport in the United States that were like, oh, God, it's so boring. The difference is we don't watch soccer. Where uh, unless even it's though, four even, years later. Yeah, even though baseball is immensely popular in the United States, even though people try and tell you it's not, 15 to 20 million people watch every game of the World Series, however, which is better than most NBA playoff games. However, it is decreasing. It is decreasing. Because the millennials, the fucking assholes, are in fact not watching because it's not fast-paced enough. So how do you fix it? Yeah, so... Soccer's boring, so we say. I don't think soccer's boring. <laughs> I think good international soccer with high skill level is just art and really gorgeous to watch, but we the don't US, see that. The U.S. is not great enough, so how do you fix the MLS is what All we're right. saying. So with the MLS, I have one fix that I think could really fix it, and that would be adding in a backcourt violation, a la basketball. So basketball, once you're in your offensive zone you can't go back into your defensive zone or it's a penalty. In soccer, you can go back and forth as much as you want, reset as much as you want. I think to speed up soccer in the United States, in the MLS, you create that back court violation, essentially your back pitch violation, where once a team progresses onto their offensive side, 
they have to stay there until they lose possession. And you can reset, but you're resetting to like the back of the zone, not all the way back into your defensive territory. And I just think it'll make teams, it'll force teams to be more aggressive, which will speed up the pace. I think I think I'm gonna pull a page out of hockey. I say we just have hockey subs. Just have that one like sprinter that you you just go. Guy comes off and you just fucking you just run. So I don't I don't know how to fix soccer. I think your backcourt rule is in fact a pretty good rule, but then it kind of screws us up when we get into international play. Yeah. But, but then it, think- it just might make us more. Uh, aggressive international play because we're so used to the yeah. way we play. And it's also one of those things, like, you can have your own rules. Canadian football has three downs instead of four. Canadian football, you can have two to three guys in motion instead of one. Like, just because it's an international sport doesn't mean you can't have your own regional rules. True. Um, okay, so then finally, we are going to talk about Jersey regret. All right, so this came up because, as John is well aware... I was a very big fan of Bruce Miller on the 49ers, who turned out to be a giant fuckhead who gets drunk and beats 70-year-old men. With a cane. With a cane. With a cane. And sends them to the hospital. And, and breaks very, cell phones of his fiance. Very rightfully got released from the 49ers and will probably never play in the NFL again. But there was a period of four or five years where he was definitely a workhorse for the 49ers. He was a fullback who was also an offensive threat. And he was just a really good all-around player. And I really liked him, and I wanted to get his jersey, and I'm glad I didn't get his jersey. So there's no regret there, but there would be regret if I had bought that jersey. There would be. Um, John and I both own a number of jerseys. John, what are some jerseys you regret? Oh, regret or, like, these are, like, things that I'm proud of because... Let's st- let's start with the jerseys you bought that you just wish you hadn't bought. Uh, all right, so uh, I have a Brian Wilson 2010 World Series jersey. Luckily, it doesn't have his last name <laughs> on him, but he's kind of a fuckhead for going to L.A. and then yelling at our president of baseball operations or whatever. Didn't he, like, climb on the field to yell at him or something? No, he, like, walked all over. He walked to the stands and yeah. then started yelling, like, where's my fucking ring and my ceremony, you fuckhead. <laughs> but, you know, where are you now? Giants are still relevant. You are not. Uh, I have a Pablo Sandoval jersey. I also have a Pablo Sandoval which jersey. Which is kind of fucking stupid. Um, Mine has a World Series patch. Oh, no, my Matt Cain has a World Series patch. I think my Pablo one has a World Series patch on it. God, no, it doesn't. doesn't have a last name. <laughs> so please, 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 someone on the Giants wear 48 and get really good. Mine does have a last name. Um, uh, another one that I regret, this is before he went to Miami, but I do have a LeBron James jersey that I do want to burn now, because fuck LeBron James. How dare you, but you did bring <laughs> me Kevin Durant, so I am okay with that. Um, trying to... I do have a Chris Wondolowski USA jersey the year he missed the goal in the World Cup. And I'm, Was that the same year he won the Golden Boot, which is MVP for MLS? I think so, because we definitely were like... I think we are we down surprised. 1-0 with yeah. Belgium, and then there was a wide-open goal he missed, and at the bar I was sitting at, I was wearing it in front center of the entire screen. Very embarrassed that yeah. that happened. Well, and he had one job. Chris Wondolowski is one of the best American soccer players, but he doesn't start for the international team because he doesn't have an international style of play, so our coach uses him in late scenarios when he just needs goals and aggressive players, and Wondolowski had... The most open shot and just it was a, it was a ha- shit out of it. It was a hard shot though. It was a it was a drop pass into his foot and he had to f- somehow connect. He makes that kick ten ten out of eleven times. 
Um, you know, even 99 out of 100 times he makes that, it was the one fucking time he probably pooed his pants saying, <laughs> I'm going to tie this game up and just booted the shit out of it. And I know he feels bad about it. Um, what are some jerseys that you would have bought, Scott, that you are glad that you did not? Oh, Bruce Miller. Bruce Miller, Obviously. all right. Fuck that guy. Um, oh, man. I haven't been able to... I want a Hunter Pence jersey, but I feel like I'd start to regret it if I bought it now because the injury bug's starting to hit him. Um, I almost bought an Andy Lee jersey two years ago <laughs> because I was just like, what position is the safest on a really shitty 49ers team? I think it's the punter. <laughs> I was wrong. MV Lee. Uh, he is gone. I'm very sad that he is gone, but I kind of wish that I bought his jersey. Um <sighs> And so uh, I think Scott almost bought a Johnny Manziel out of like saying like a Johnny Manziel Browns. We, we were looking at that one day and we were like, we should buy this uh, kind of to be like ironic about it. Uh, I think I remember that. But I think we were looking for a Tebow jersey that we couldn't find. Yeah, well, because we wanted for one of our fantasy football leagues, we had the like weekly loser and the weekly loser that next Sunday would have to wear a New York Jets Tim Tebow jersey all day, even during their game. So if you're a 49ers fan, you can't wear your Niners jersey. You're stuck in Tebow. To be honest, we were trying to find the Orange Crush Broncos Tebow jersey, but everyone <laughs> had gave them to goodwill because they couldn't get rid of them fast enough. <laughs> uh, I think Scott will purchase the Tim Tebow New York Mets jersey no. when he inv inevitably Fuck comes up. Um, and I think one jersey that I am proud to own that I think other people would be embarrassed, Scott... I own a Matt Barnes Golden State Warriors jersey. I own a David Lee Golden State Warriors jersey. That's not embarrassing, though. People are like, <laughs> David Lee was good. Matt Barnes was good for one season, and he's uh. kind of a thug. So, <laughs> yeah. then again, I also own a Joe Staley, probably would fit Joe Staley jersey, <laughs> because Reebok does not know how to properly size jerseys for the average person. That's true. Um, so, uh, Scott, you had a surprise segment that you wanted to ask me. Oh, yeah, me. I have a surprise segment. So, uh, let's go ahead and throw that on, and then we'll end the podcast for the week. But go ahead, Scott. What is the surprise All segment? All right, so every episode, we've been doing a variation of a segment that we've called On and Off, Fact or Fake, or Real or Not Real, or whatnot. Um, I happen to know that one of John's favorite celebrity personalities is Bay Area native Guy Fieri. Oh, do love the Triple D. <laughs> he loves that. Um, outstanding. Out of bounds. <laughs> I mean, I can go on and on about Guy Fieri. We've talked about starting a separate podcast in honor of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives and Guy Fieri saying. I think we may just, like, make a podcast where we watch and play bingo about Guy Fieri and the thing. He just says, like, ridiculous, but then... Yes. Oh, we're gonna, well, we're going to do the bingo drinking game, too. Yes. So we might just record it while we're doing it because Guy Fieri's the best. Fieri. Fieri, Fieri, sorry. You know, he is, in fact, Italian. Okay, so, oh, do I have it? No, I don't have it. I also saw a great meme that was Greg Roman. This is sports, right? It was Greg Roman at a press conference like this, and someone drew yellow, red hair on him and sunglasses. And, and made said, him Guy Fieri. And said, well, you know, we've never seen Greg Roman and Guy Fieri in the same room together. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt that. Okay, well, but on to this, so... I really wanted to surprise John with a Guy Fieri segment. Oh my god, I'm so excited so, right now. <laughs> Guy Fieri owns a number of restaurants. Okay. And in true Guy Fieri fashion, he has some fantastic menu item names. Oh, okay. So you're going to have to tell me, is it a real menu item? Oh my god. Or is it a fake menu oh item? Oh my god. This is, this is a surprise. <laughs> so, um, let's start with... Parmageddon wings. Parmageddon wings. I'm guessing this is um, 
Parmesan something wings that are spicy, maybe. Uh, Parmageddon wings. Would Guy Fieri name something Parmageddon? I'm going to say that that's fiction. It is a real menu Holy item. Holy shit, Guy Fieri! You could go to one of his restaurants and get his Parmageddon wings. Oh my god, that sounds fucking <laughs> terrible for one. But alright, okay. Um, the mayor of Flavortown Burger. <laughs> oh my god. If you've never seen Guy Fieri, you know oh my he god. loves going to Flavortown. He likes taking everybody to Flavortown. <laughs> I'm going to say that this is fiction. That this, in fact, is not real. It can't be. It's a real menu oh, item. I, I need to become mayor of Flavortown with some Parmageddon wings ASAP. I don't know when I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Oh, my God. Guy Fieri. <laughs> All right. The porchetta you won't forget Oh, my God. I feel like I have to just say that this is a real thing just because of the last two have been so fucking bad that I'm going to say that this is fact. That the porchetta you can't forget. Oh my god. Scott, is it real? It is fake. Oh no, Guy Fieri. You're 0 for 3. Oh my god, I cannot read Guy Fieri. This is out of bounds. I can't, I can't imagine. Um... The trash can brisket nachos. Trash can biscuit brisket. Brisket. Trash can biscuit nachos would be a whole nother story. Oh my god. I don't know, Scott. <laughs> At this point, I am turned around. Um, you know, I'm gonna go fiction. And They're it, real. Oh god damn They're it. fucking real. God damn it. Guy Fieri. How are you naming your things? <laughs> Alright. Oh my god. Uh... The Puffy McMagic Yorkshire Pudding, and I assume that you know that Guy Fieri has struggled his entire life making Yorkshire Pudding, if you've seen some episodes I've of not. Dino, Dino, Dino. I think you, you take deeper dives in <laughs> Triple D than I do. I just know he doesn't like eggs, which is really fucking weird. Yeah, he's got some weird things, but at a restaurant, you're going to have to serve eggs. <sighs> let me think, let me think, let me the think. The Puffy McMagic Yorkshire Pudding. I'm going to say that this is fiction. It is fiction. Okay. You finally got one. Yes, thank you, Guy Fieri. You can go fuck off out of bounds. <laughs> All right. Shut the fondue door. Oh I'm just going to say this is real because he's trying to cash in on every catchphrase he does. And if you watch Guy Fieri enough, you know he just goes, oh, mm, shut the front door. <laughs> I'm going to say they're fact. It's fake. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know what's real anymore. You've gotten one correct. Oh, my God. This is so bad. All right. Uh, let's see. The tatted up turkey burger. This has to be fake. They, they can't. What? They're going to tat up turkey? This has got to be fake. It's real. God, fuck. <laughs> I'm so ashamed that I just want to end the pod right now. Oh my god, this is so fucking terrible. Alright, let's see. We have one, two. No, let's three just know left. that I'm one for everything. We have three out of ten left. Oh my god. And you've gotten one correct. I, I'm I'm as good as fucking Blaine Gabbert on third down <laughs> passes right now. Alright, maybe this one will be easy. The gangsta steak and eggs. That's fake. That's fake. Alright, thank you. Because you know he doesn't like eggs. Yes. Although at a restaurant you would still have to serve eggs. Alright. But I am now still Blaine Gabbert completion ratio of two to fucking eight, I think. The off the hook smash burger. Oh my god. 
This has to be real. I'm gonna say this is real. Just it's real. Yes. Ooh, we we are getting <laughs> up there, baby. We are almost getting to the Giants and runner scoring position. <laughs> almost. Maybe right. I'm doing better than that. One to go. One to go. The out of bounds jalapeno cheese bombs. I'm gonna say that's real. That sounds delicious. I, I don't I don't know why I think this is real and if it's not Guy Fieri if you ever fucking listen to this podcast you fucking make this and I will be your first customer to buy it and I will say shut the front door these are out of bounds just straight ridiculous and every fucking catchphrase you have I will even dye my tips fucking bleach them out and get shitty tattoos just like you do the out of bounds jalapeno cheese bombs are fake. Fuck you, Guy Fieri. <laughs> if you don't make this in the next year, you are dead to me. Scott, I can't believe I did this fucking terrible on this. I, I, I'm no longer watching Triple D anymore. I can't. I am not a mayor of Flavortown. I will never go to Flavortown again. Scott, I am embarrassed. Do you want to say anything more before we sign off? No, but I think this is the first week on a fact or fake I've been able... To beat you. God damn it. Because normally I'm coming up with it, and he's weeding out what's the truth or not. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed about <laughs> fucking Guy Fieri. Scott, you probably just, like, were all like, alright, what are some catchphrases, and let's add, like, a, a food that Guy Fieri would love, like mac and cheese, or, like, lasagna, or some <laughs> pasta, and you fucking got me, but I, <laughs> after the first couple, I couldn't figure it out, man. <laughs> Fuck, Guy Fieri, you need a better person to fix your menu. And on this note, this is the Let It Fly podcast. This is episode four. Uh, This is week two in football. We'll see you guys next week.